welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode number 87, for Saturday the 10th of February 2018. And I have a feeling this is going to be a long one this week, because of course we've had the 20 books to 50k event. Before I I talk to you about that, I'll let you know that I've been chasing my tail all of this week because of that event, and uh, actually juggled my diary around this week, because I'm desperate for a catch-up day on Sunday, because I came back from uh, 50 books on Monday, And then I had two days at work to do, and then I'd actually booked some clients in on the Thursday, and I've been writing today, which I'll tell you about in a moment or two, and I'm just desperate to sit down and catch up with everything, all the backlog from the uh, 20 books weekend. So uh, (laughs) hopefully by Sunday, we'll, we'll have caught up with that weekend away. Let's start with the writing then, as we always do. I've written today, this is Friday that I'm recording this, 5,250 words today, and I'm planning, I think, to write another 5,000 tomorrow. I hadn't realised it's half term in the UK and uh, my wife works term time only. And I had thought that she was at home tomorrow, but it turns out that she's doing a day's work tomorrow. And when she's at work on Saturdays, uh, kids are usually in bed forever. So I usually get up and start writing and get 5,000 words done while she's at work. So I've got an unscheduled 5,000 word day tomorrow, but I think I'll get it done. Uh, as I've said before, with um, this latest book, Who to Trust, I really am up against it because it's got to be written by pretty well mid-March. Um, so the, the pressure's on with this. And I also have way too many events on in this quarter. I've booked up far too many things. In actual fact, the next quarter of the year is looking like it might be just as bad. I'll, I'll tell you about that later on in the diary. But um, yeah, I'm really sort of compressed for time at the moment. Uh, so... This will take me up, if I get the 5,000 done tomorrow, it'll take me up to 40,000 words. And then uh, we're on the home straight after that. So that feels very good. Um, I've budgeted, I had a bit of a struggle today. Uh, I was writing a scene today. And because my head's been all over the place this week, I haven't really had that time to sort of sit down and work through just a little plotting point that I needed to when I was sitting down to write today. And I thought, well, what the heck, I'm, I'm going to write this anyway. Uh, because I'm I'm not going to not write. And I had two options there when I was a little bit stuck. I could have either written the next scene, which I do, in which I do know what's going to happen, or what I decided to do is I, I came up with what I think is going to be okay, and I wrote it anyway. I just wrote through it. And what I did during one of my, my mini breaks that I have in between, in between writing stints, I budgeted two days for rewrite. So if I do have to rewrite that scene, if I come back to and say, no, that doesn't work, I'm going to have to do that again. I just stuck in another two days for rewrites. I just did a little bit of diary rescheduling um, because if that scene isn't right, I'll need a bit of extra time just to write it. But but anyhow, I always have overspilled time just in case I don't meet my target. So um, I, I've scheduled up to 50k words, which will be, can't remember when I finished that. I finished, I'm due to finish on the 23rd of February. Uh, which is actually almost a month earlier than I need to, but I've got phase six coming back soon. I need to get that out for publication. Um, and I got to also budget in my my editing, my my first editing of Who to Trust, all before I disappear for a week's holiday in March. So as I say, it's, it's, it's a bit tight at the moment. It'll all get done. It's all scheduled. Um, but there doesn't feel like there's an awful lot of slack to make mistakes or have days when I'm not kind of writing to order. 
So again, another 5,000 words tomorrow. I'll let my wife have what I've written today. Uh, she's read all the way up to date now and she's really enjoying it. She, she's really enjoyed the story, really likes the book. Um, but I, what I do with my wife is she'll read up to, she can have this next bit, which is where everything's gone horribly wrong. And then I don't let her read the end series, the last three chapters until they're written um, so that she just gets the sort of reader's feel of that last sweep up to the uh, the big climax. So um, I'm taking her up to where everything goes pear-shaped, everything's fallen to pieces, and then we'll see how that resolves over the next uh, three chapters, the next 15,000 words. So that's writing anyway. Um, good to be back, good to be writing again. Always nice to get the words done. So the big news of the week probably is the 20 books to 50k event, which took place last weekend. Uh, it feels like it's just finished, actually. So I, I can't believe it's a week ago already. Um, but I flew on Friday and arrived in Egham. When was it? About two o'clock on Friday afternoon. I uh, wasn't allowed to check in till three. So I went for a cup of tea in the local Costas. And then we went over to the meal on the Friday night. So this was a meal for Michael Andalay's um, writing group, people that he works with in the UK. And I was there as a hanger-oner uh, because uh, I'd interviewed him. I somehow got on the invite list. It was a very, ple- very pleasant meal because lots of very talented and successful people at that meal. It was really nicely done, though, in the hotel. The, the meal was fab. Uh, I was up early the next day on the Saturday because I had to do the the live streaming for the event. And it was nothing um, too fancy. I say live streaming. In in the old days, this would have been a really hard job to do. But nowadays, uh, we did it through Facebook Live. It wasn't without its technical issues, as you would expect. (laughs) Everything always has its technical issues. Um, But it it all worked and we got everything sorted out. And um, I was doing the streaming over the whole weekend. We did Saturday, Sunday on Monday. Uh, interestingly, my plane was cancelled on Monday morning. I was supposed to be catching something like a 9.45 flight and got an email on Sunday night saying it's been cancelled, but it was only rejigged. We were there for about 12, I think. So it actually turned out really nice because on the Sunday night, I went to see a friend, an old internet marketing friend who, who lives in that area. I hadn't seen him for a year or two. So I thought I've got to, got to meet with him. We went for food in the town on the Sunday night. And then on the Monday morning, uh, Tim Lewis and Judy Cordner were around. Those are two people that I know through just through writing and through this podcast. And we met up for a nice breakfast at the Costas again on the Monday morning, then made our way back to the airport. Judy and I made our way back to the airport. We were heading back up to Newcastle and Tim made his way back home. He lives in the London area. So it actually turned out it was like it had a couple of encores. So we were finished at about five o'clock at 20 books. And, and that felt like that was it. We were all on our way then. And then I ended up having this lovely meal with my friend on the, the Sunday evening. And then we had the lovely breakfast on Monday. So it felt like we got those two encores out of the whole event. And then when we went to the airport, Julie and I ran into Craig Martell, who's the organiser of the event at the airport. So it just we kept squeezing out these last little drops, but it felt like the, the weekend was over. Now, I thought that because obviously I've been bigging this event up for over half a year, I've been telling you uh, to go there. I was really pleased, actually, that Gurbir Singh came up to me. Gurbir is somebody that I know. Um, I met him in person for the first time at the Amazon event in Manchester. And um, Gurbir listens to this podcast. And I was really pleased when Gurbir came up to me and said, uh, you were right when you said this is the event that you've got to come to. It really is the event that we, we've all got to come to. So 
and and I and I still stick by that. I don't think you're going to get a better event in the UK um, for indie authors, not not our kind of indie authors who are doing the work, doing the marketing. You know, they really really get indie being an indie author. So what I thought I'd do this week is I just wanted to give you t- my top ten sort of takeaways uh, from the 20 books event i'd be interested to see whether you agree with this whether you've got anything to add if you if you went to the event yourself but um these these this is what i kind of left with personally um first thing is is that you've heard me talk a lot about internet marketing on this podcast and i did internet marketing and i i kind of felt like a fish out of water in internet marketing it wasn't that i didn't enjoy it and it didn't challenge me but but it wasn't my scene um, internet marketing's pretty well dominated by you know young guys who want to drive fast cars, uh, and that's fine. But I I'm not a young guy anymore, and uh, I'd probably be dangerous driving a fast car. Um, so, so you know, in terms of finding your kind of tribe, there were certainly uh, you know people within that tribe who who were my kind of age, you know, my kind of aspirations. But I, I, sometimes you feel like a fish out of water in a certain environment. And internet marketing, or that the sort of internet marketing environment I was in at the moment, just wasn't what I wanted to do. It, it wasn't me. And when I was at 20 Books this weekend, um, I, I usually find events like that um, tie me out, you know, all this talking to people. But, you know, um, it didn't tie me out at all. And, and, the, and I was thinking about that. I was thinking, why don't I feel tired? I, I, I thought I'd be exhausted, just ready to go off and have a bit of quiet time after this weekend. But actually, I didn't feel that way at all. Uh, over the whole weekend and and when I sat down and thought about it I thought well the reason for that is I found my people you know when you talk to people at these writing events they're trying to achieve exactly what you're trying to achieve they're doing the work which is the most important thing to me you go to different writing events and some people make such a meal of doing the work or they or they just don't do the work but but people at 20 books, it would frighten you off if you didn't do the work if you didn't understand what work has to be done and that you've got to buckle down and just get it done so, um, I, and in talking to those people, you've all got loads in common, uh, you know, similar aspirations, I guess, similar viewpoints. But, you know, in terms of a tribe, it felt like I'd, I'd found my tribe. I'm very comfortable and happy in that environment. So I met some great people over that weekend. Of course, at an event like that, you just get constant nonstop tips on writing and promotion and advertising and you hear about people's struggles and journeys you just you know you can't put a price on that stuff it's just so good to hear about other people's writing journeys um, I met loads of fabulous writers and I made some brilliant connections I've got a whole list of people uh, uh, that I'm going to be interviewing on this podcast a whole list of new names and connections that I made and um, I was as you know I, I regularly consider whether this podcast is going to evolve um i know i've I've spoken to you in the past and said well you know i might just change the frequency of the of the interview podcast i I certainly won't stop the um diary this diary because it's very easy for me to uh, produce as you can tell as you're listening to me now it's just off the top of my head uh doesn't really get any editing unless i i need to have a cough or something halfway through but um I've, I've walked away with so many guests and so many people I want to talk to that I can tell you that we're we're certainly going into the summer um, w- without any kind of hesitation. There are so many people who said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll come on, I'll be a guest, no problem at all." Would love to be, um, and and it sort of fuels itself when you walk away with a great list of guests. I mean, what's on my board here? I think I put fifteen people down uh, without even having to think about it uh, as potential guests on the podcast. And these are all these are all people who said, "Yes, I'll be a guest." So there's no asking there. It's just a case of fixing a date. Um, so that's great. So the guests will continue <laughs> for a little while longer. Um, when I was there, I 
I think we probably all felt this, that we were part of something much bigger than just ourselves. So when I'm writing here and, you know, I'm struggling to get the plot and don't really feel like writing, I'd rather just go and mess around for the day and go out for a coffee at Costa's or something. Um, you know, you feel like you're on your own. But I felt like I was part of something just much bigger when I was at 20 Books. And again, that's that sense of um, community, I think. And that there's other people when you've got your head down and you're struggling, you're trying to make this work. There's people at that event at all stages, people who've just written their first book, people who are hoping to write their first book, people who've written loads of books, people who've written so many books. Um, and I think I'm reasonably productive as a writer. Um, but people have written so many books that I'm looking at that thinking, you know, these people... When, when you do it yourself, you've got an understanding of, of what time it takes and what commitment it takes. And you've got to look at people and say, geez, people, people are quite amazing. Uh, you know, the work that they do. Um, and, and, you know, there was, there was a part of me thinking, <laughs> I just need to work harder. I need to get more words out. I need to write faster if I'm going to emulate the success of these people. So that's a bit of a, a challenge. I mean, the other thing I should also say is um, I had a great time. You know, I just had a great time. And that's another reason to go to networking events. I just really enjoyed myself. Uh, I did the learning. I did the socializing. Went out for several, was it Friday night? I was out for a meal. On Saturday night, I went out with a great bunch of people. We went to, uh, of all places, we had a cheap night out. We'd, we'd, we'd been in the bar and we're yakking at the table. And then we went out to Burger King, of all places. Because I'd thought, oh, I won't book a, a group meal because I'll be tired. And actually, I wasn't tired at all. And a group of us went out to Burger King and were sitting there talking and sitting in the bar as well. And it turned out to be a great night out. It was really good, really good fun. And then on the Sunday, I went out with my mate. So, uh, you know, it, it just had a great time. If you if you move the 20 book stuff and just the going out and having a laugh with people, I just had a great time as well, which is another important part of networking. Um, something that always surprises me um, is that um, I found out that more people than I was aware of listen to, like, and value this podcast. So I had—I'm um, trying to remember who it was. Um, I think it was—I think it was Mandy who came up to me uh, when I was getting a cup of tea, one of the breaks. Uh, I mentioned Mandy in a moment or two and, and said, "Oh, well, you know, everybody's." talking about your podcast in the audience I thought well, blimey what, do they want refunds you know is it is it complaints what is it and um and, and so I and I kept running into people who sort of either listened to or heard of the podcast but who hadn't made themselves known to me so I you know I've got a crew of people on here that I tweet with and email and I've had conversations with but it made me aware that there are also lots of people who who listen to the podcast but that I I don't know about and a lot of them were at that event so again you know I put a lot of work into the podcast it takes a lot of my time, it's very nice to know that people are listening uh, and, and that it's appreciated. So uh, that was another thing that I found out from 20 books. Um, this is always good. This is, this is something that I used to get from the BBC. This is number eight on my list, my top 10 list. Um, I realised that all of these crazy successful authors are just regular people like me and you, and they're just doing the work day in and day out. Now, Doing the work is the key phrase there. They, they, there's no silver spoons here. Um, they're all pounding out the words. They're all making the time. They're all shifting around life events, families, commitments. They're, we're all doing, we're all doing the same thing, but they're making the time to do the work. All of them, however successful they are, they're all busy people, but they carve the time to do the work. And this is goes back to when I say, you know, I found my tribe. I've always been a believer in doing the work. And frankly, it really annoys me when people want the results without putting the work in. So this is something that's great about the 20 Books uh, team, that the people who, who get involved in that community, they all understand you've got to do the work. 
And, and we're probably all a bit gung-ho about doing it. You know, we're all happy to do it. So that was number eight. And I realised that when I used to work at the BBC. Um, it's, it's a funny thing. When you interview famous people that I used to do this at the BBC and still occasionally do for this podcast, for some reason, when you see people on telly, you, you expect them to be bigger than they are. You expect them to have more presence somehow. And when you meet them, they're just the same size as you or shorter than you. And they're just the same as you. They're just a human being. And I know that's a crazy, or, you know, a silly thing to say, but, but they are. Somehow you expect them to be more than they are. And they're not. They're just regular guys, just like me and you. And that's the same with successful authors. They're just regular guys doing the work. So um, I know that already, but that was something that I, I took away with me from that event. Now, this is going to sound like a sort of a Radio 1 breakfast show now because I, I met loads of pals and made new pals uh, while I was there. And I just wanted to mention some names here. Now, I am bound to have missed some people off this list. And if I have, I apologise. I've been racking my brains just uh, going through the photos, just thinking, right, hang on, let's make sure I get everybody in. But I just wanted to say, you know, hi to Tim Lewis, Meg Jolly, Alison Ingleby, Adam Nichols, Gurbir Singh, John Hindmarsh. Fantastic to see John. You'd flown over. Some people had travelled miles to be there. Uh, Joanna Penn was there, Claire Sager was there, Dan Wilcox, Judy Cordner, Jay Tinzano, uh, John Cronshaw, uh, Claire Lydon, Ewan Lawson. I made a new pal with Sam Livy, who's very involved in supporting 20 Books, does loads of work with 20 Books. I also met Mandy Marshall, Barry Hutchison, uh, Debbie Young, who I know through the Alliance of Independent Authors. I don't think we've chatted before. Alison Morton, who I, again is a name I know through the Alliance of Independent Authors. We had, Alison's really sort of quite posh when you talk to her, but we had a brilliant conversation about swear words in books, using swearing in books. It's funny who you end up talking about these things with. That was very, very, you know, a lot of fun. I always like talking about swearing. It makes me laugh. Uh, also, uh, I was sitting next to Wendy Jones and Felicity Douglas while I was at the, the table doing the streaming. M- many more people, but there's a, a shout out there to people who I know listen to the podcast, people who I've interviewed and people who I will be um, interviewing. So great to meet you. R- really great to meet you. It was, uh, you know, if, if for nothing else, it, that thing alone, it would have been worth uh, going down for 20 books. And then finally, uh, number 10 on my list, it made me determined to keep on keeping on Uh, you know we've all had it sitting there thinking I'm not making enough sales it's been a quiet day with sales things aren't going the way I want them am I wasting my time all these self-doubt thoughts and I would be lying to you if I said that I didn't have them on a on an ongoing basis because I do but I I keep on doing the work and you know we'll do to do so until I reach a point where I think you know really pull your flog in a dead horse um, but it, it, you always leave those things with a sense of determination. I have to admit also, um, you know, a lingering feeling perhaps that it might never happen for me. I also get that. You see people having this wonderful success. And, and I did leave also with that kind of lingering doubt that will this happen to me? I almost can't um, imagine it. But, um, you know, I, I left supercharged. I'm going to keep on keeping on. We'll do it for a, a little bit longer. You know what my plans are for this year. Those plans will get delivered and then we'll see where we're up to uh, when we've done that. But, um, you know, it was great. Great, great weekend. Really enjoyed it. And I should say to you, if I was chatting to you about um, getting you on as a guest, I will be in touch. When I said at the beginning of this podcast, I'm chasing my tail. Uh, that That's one of the things I'm chasing my tail. And I'm actually booked with guests up to the end of March. So I don't think I'll be booking in any new interviews probably till t- till April, I think now, uh, or around that time. Because um, I'm, I'm way booked ahead with interviews at the moment. But um 
when I sit down on Sunday and have my catch up, I need to go through my diary, work out when my free slots are, and then I can start to book uh, people in. And when I do book you in, all I do is I send you a link to my calendar and say, find a slot in there, book it in, and then it's all kind of handled uh, automatically for both of us. We get reminders and things like that. And so long as we both turn up at the appointed time, there will be a podcast interview. So if I did say, um, let's get let's talk, I'll be getting in touch with you very, very soon. Okay, and the other thing I should also say to you, if you are a new listener as a result of, of meeting me or hearing about the podcast uh, at 20 Books, uh, welcome. You're very welcome here. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, just to let you know that <laughs> this, uh, I always think if people listen to these diaries first, it's a little bit rough, this. And it's just me talking into a microphone. You get the ums, the ahs and everything. Uh, everything except the coffin. <laughs> that gets edited out. But uh, I don't edit these. It, you know, if I had to edit them, if, if I edited them, they wouldn't happen because I haven't got the time to edit them. So, um, you know, you kind of have to accept these diaries warts and all, really. Um, otherwise, they wouldn't get recorded. Um, with the guests, the guests are a little bit more polished. So if you want to hear something a little bit posher, listen to the guests. Um, but I always think if people listen to the podcast diary first, they'll wonder what on earth's going on. Um, so if, if this is the first time you've listened... <laughs> The interviews are a little bit more organised than this, but this is kind of what we do. We're on episode number 87 of these diaries now, but if you want to follow an author's uh, career, you know, right through 87 weeks of writing and publishing and going through all the problems, this is the place to be because it's all in these diaries. Okay, so, oh, the other thing, if you are a new listener, by the way, can you spread the word for me in writers' groups and particularly 20 books of 50K? Um, I can't go into a writer's group and say, hey, listen to my podcast. Uh, I can't do that because self-promotion is banned. Uh, but you can do it. Um, so if you've enjoyed an episode or you enjoy the podcast, uh, I'd be very grateful if you kind of proactively just mentioned it in the writer's groups because I really do need to spread the word about this podcast. When people find it, they seem to like it and find it valuable. Um, but I need to get the word out to more people uh, with the podcast. So obviously, the more people I have listening, you know, the, the more sure we are of this podcast um, surviving and, and being worth my while and worth the time that I put into it. So if you can do me a favour and do that, spread the word in writer's groups, that would be absolutely fabulous. I'd really appreciate Appreciate that. Now, today I'm supposed to be doing a Buck Books promo. Now, Buck Books is a promotional site that I looked at oh, three, three years ago when I started this writing lark. And then um, I think they launched, and then it was like um, they put up the shutters and said, Oh, we're, we're booked for like, you know, months in advance. Um, please don't book anything, or you can't book anything. It was just locked. And then I don't know what made me come back to it, uh, you know, a while ago. But I went to have a look and, and I um, thought, oh, it's open now. I'll give that a go. So this weekend, I was supposed to have the grid on 99 pence offer. And it was supposed to be getting promoted on Buck Books and Bargain Booksy. Now, I've been sort of chasing my tail so, so much this week. I think I think I messed it up. Um, I heard somebody, I can't remember who it was at, uh, I was going to say 50 books of 50K, 20 books of 50K. I heard somebody saying in one of the talks, and you know you have those penny drop moments. Somebody said, oh, I don't put my book on 99p because when it's on 99p, you only get 35% of the deal. They said, I put it, I think this is what they said. They put it on um, a countdown offer. And if you put your book on a countdown offer and it's for sale at 99p, then I, then I think the implication was, it didn't specifically say this, but I think you get your 70% then rather than your 35%. I thought, oh, that's clever. I hadn't realised that. So anyhow, this book was supposed to be on a 99 pence, 99 cents promo today. I took that tip and I put it on a countdown. But um, so I've been so busy, I, th I think I might have messed it up 
So I think by the time the book books promo, the, the book books promo comes, I think it might be a little bit more expensive than ninety nine cents. So I think I think I might have just found it all up, and I, and it looks like when the promo starts, I can't go in and alter it. So so I'm in the hand of the gods now. Um, the other thing is, I thought I'd booked a bargain booksy promo, and then when I was looking through my emails and trying to find the PayPal receipt, I thought, oh, hang on, I don't think I have. I haven't got a date for this. And did they get back to me? So. This is um, confusion, is what I'm saying to you, is that I, I may be doing a promo today. I'm not sure. I certainly paid for one. Uh, certainly paid for one, and I may have paid for two. Um, but I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> so, and that's not a very good marketing strategy, is it? Um, but I'll let you know. If, if if I did end up having a promo, and I ended up uh, promoting the, the grid uh, book one for 99 pence or cents, and if I get any results from it, I'll let you know. But... It has all the makings of a bit of a, a cool, uh, poor cock up that one, I'm afraid. So uh, it doesn't look very promising at the time of recording this. On uh, Tuesday, I recorded uh, author Rachel Amphlett for the third time. And um, you'll know if you listen to this podcast that there are a number of authors whose careers I'm following at, at different stages. And I generally check in with them when there's something um, substantial to report, when there's a substantial change. Now, Rachel, when I spoke to her the first time, I remember saying to her, you are going to have uh, big things happen to you. You feel to me like you are on the verge of your breakthrough. She'd been writing uh, novels you know, for a long time and had that kind of, you know, that midway mediocre success that, that you know, some of us sort of have or, or would be happy with. But she hadn't had that breakthrough. She hadn't been able to leave her job. And um, we had a chat the other day. It's always great fun um, talking to Rachel. We always have a good laugh. And uh, this was the third time. And she has just gone full time. Um, there's an interesting story behind it. But she's now funding her life through writing. And when I reminded her, I said, oh, I predicted that you were going to hit the big time soon. She said, yeah, that's spooky, that, isn't it? You know, I think back to that and I have shivers uh, when I when I think about that. But it just felt to me when we spoke, and it, I think it's probably easier, it's easier for other people to observe that about you than it is to observe it about yourself. You, you, you know, you carry all your self-doubt and all of this with you. So it's often probably easier for other people to say, oh, that person's going to do well. Uh, and, and that's pretty well what I'd said to Rachel. It just felt like she was there. But anyhow, great, great fun interview. And uh, Rachel, interestingly, is coming over to the UK in May to Crime Fest, which is in Bristol. And when we were emailing to book up the the interview, I said uh, to her, are you coming to Crime Fest this year? And she said, yes. I said, Rob, well, I'll, I'll go. If you're going to be there, I'll go and, and, and we'll meet you and have a chat when I'm down there because I ought to be putting myself about in, in the crime circuit now, seeing as I'm writing you know, thrillers and crime books. So I am booked up for Crime Fest in Bristol. I'm also going to be able to meet uh, Adam Nichols there as well, who's a crime writer that I know in the UK. Um, so this week, I've already booked the hotels. I've booked the ticket. I actually booked the air uh, ticket as well i'm flying down from newcastle because i can't face the weekend trains um and it's way cheaper on 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 the airplane way cheaper it's really easy to fly from newcastle to bristol so that's how i'm getting down so i've managed to do crime fest for a reasonable price and i think i think i'm staying at the good old traveling or travel lodge whatever it's called again and uh, very very cheap there uh, to stay there so um so if you go to crime fest let me know and uh you know let's meet in the bar or wherever go out for some uh, tea together i've also got Another event, uh, Crime and Publishment, coming up. This is coming up on the 9th and 10th of March. That also runs on the 11th of March, but I'm not attending on that day. I'm staying till the Saturday evening, and then I won't be attending on the um, Sunday, because mainly it's kind of agent stuff and things like that, and that's not 
uh, if Bloodhound were there, uh, then I, you know I'd be interested. But there's nothing there that I, I want to pursue on the Sunday. Uh, I'm also doing a little talk there as well uh, about sort of social media and being an author. Uh, so it's kind of a working weekend and um, and a sort of networking weekend. But uh, one of the things I, I need to do because I'm writing thrillers now is to get myself known on the circuit to meet other thriller writers and to immerse myself in learning specifically about that genre. So that's what I will be doing. And one of the things that was great fun when I chatted to Rachel for the podcast the other day was that um, I've got a bonus episode coming up on Wednesday, the 4th of April. That is going to be the two year anniversary of this podcast. So on that Wednesday, the 4th of April, I've got this special bonus episode coming on. And what I've done is um, I'm, I'm catching up with all of the authors whose careers I'm following. And what I've asked them to do when we talk is I've said, can you just come up with three questions to ask me, questions that you would like to ask me uh, as an author and, and as a consequence of listening to to this podcast? And so um, I, I've uh, Alison Ingleby's done it so far and Rachel Amphart's done it so far. And I'm probably going to be getting, I think um, it, it just depends on timing. Um, I was going to get uh, Meg Cowley to do it as well. Uh, but uh, Meg's just had to rearrange the interview, so I'm not quite sure whether we'll hit the deadline by then. But I've also got uh, who else is booked in to do it? I, I, I got a couple. Oh, John Cronshaw, I asked to do it, and um, Graham Smith, who's the local writer who organises the crime and punishment event. So uh, they're going to ask me some some questions about my uh, writing career, and I'm going to put those all together as a special bonus episode on the fourth of April. So um, if you would like to ask me a question for that episode, then um, please email it to me uh, at paul at paulteague.com. If you're a little bit technical and you know how to record it and send the MP3 file with you actually asking the question, even better, because I'll edit you into the podcast. So if you're able to record something as an MP3 file and and do it something like, you know, hi, my name's Fred Bloggs. Uh, I'm the author uh, of the science fiction trilogy, blah, blah, blah. And here's my question for Paul. Paul, blah, 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 blah. If you could do it like that, so it's standalone, I could just edit it in. But if, if, you, if you're too shy to do that, and there's always been a burning question that you wanted to ask me that I haven't answered in this podcast, now's the time to ask it. And if um, if you just email it to me, I'll we'll get it read or I'll read it and, and we'll go through them in that episode. But this is the ideal opportunity to do this. I won't do this for some time after I've done it. Um, it's been great fun with uh, Alison so far and Rachel asking me the questions. Um, so uh, I think it's it's got all the makings of just a bit of a fun episode to celebrate two years of self-publishing journeys. A um, couple of other things. I did say it was going to be long. It's going to be too long this week, actually, just over half an hour, I think. Um, when I was, my, my uh, emails and my notifications were crazy at the weekend. Um, I'd, I'd been uh, made temporary admin of 20 books of 50k, and like all those notifications were coming in. And then something else had happened, and, and, and I was trying to work out what it was. But um, Sarah Hardy, who I've mentioned before, Sarah uh, works alongside Bloodhound Books, but also has her own crime and thriller review website. And Sarah Hardy, um, who, who'd done a lovely review of Don't Tell Mega, would be very positive about it. Um, she'd bought the, uh, the last two books while they were on an offer, The Murder Place and The Forgotten Children. And she'd just finished reading The Murder Place and had done another, you know, thank you, Sarah, very nice review on uh, The Murder Place. And honestly, I mean, I have got to do a blog tour. I've got to do something with a blog tour. Um, it's absolutely incredible what happens when Sarah... Uh, tweets out one of her reviews, the number of people, other bloggers, fellow bloggers, who then support that tweet and retweet it. It must, it felt like 20 because I, I uh, thanked everybody who'd retweeted it. 
uh, on Twitter. And it felt like I was there for a long time thanking people. Uh, but it's absolutely amazing, that blogging community. So it gives you loads of sort of Twitter uh, traffic and retweets and things. Um, absolutely fascinating. Um, and, you know, Sarah really clearly has a lot of influence in that genre. So, um, I noticed that she was doing a talk in Harrogate, actually. I thought, ah, oh, that's good. Um, you, you never quite know when, when you're dealing with people in writing, whether they are happy to stand up and talk and do interviews and things. Because um, Sarah's doing an event in Harrogate, which she, she's hosting. I thought, aha, aha. Uh, that probably means that if I ask her to do uh, an interview on this podcast, she may well say, yes. Yeah, so, Sarah, if you're listening to this, I'll be knocking at the door soon requesting a podcast interview because I really love what goes on in your blogging community. I've never seen anything like that. So I want to dig a little bit deeper into that. Um, Andrew Allen is another listener to this podcast. Andrew will uh, you know, often uh, tweet me or send me uh, a message. And I just wanted to I'm gonna get him on the podcast too soon, incidentally, as well. Um, but I happen to know, Andrew, I, I diaried this when you told me that you're getting married on February the 11th. So I just wanted to wish you all the best for a very happy married life together. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And thank you for supporting this podcast. I had a, a great tweet. Actually, I must ask Michael if I could use this image for promotional purposes. But, you know, I always ask you to, to tweet where you are when you're listening to the podcast. Now, Michael, forgive me, please, if I pronounce your surname wrong. But it's um, he, on Twitter. He's author Michael F. Rizzo or Rizzo? I'm not sure. I think it's Rizzo. Michael F. Rizzo. Apologies if I've got that wrong, Michael. Um, but he sent me a brilliant picture. It looks amazing. Uh, it's a picture of what's on his car radio. And this is what I do when I'm in the car. He's, he's got my, he's got his phone, obviously, or a device connected to the car radio. And on the screen there, it's got Paul's podcast diary, 3rd of February, Paul Teagan Clicks Limited, uh, self-publishing journey. So it's got my podcast and it looks, looks absolutely amazing when it's on a radio like that. You know, I, I was thinking, oh, I must ask Michael if I could use that because that's a brilliant promo graphic, um, you know, to say, show where people listen to the podcast. So. Thank you for tweeting that, Michael. Uh, really appreciate that. And then also Tim Lewis, who I've spent a lot of time with uh, this weekend. That's why I love networking events. You know, Tim and I have been talking for ages. I think I've been on his podcast three times now, if I remember rightly. And then it's so nice to finally meet people in person. And Tim had sent me a nice picture of his uh, his woodland walks. And I love woods. I've got a thing about walking in woodland. I like to get a woodland walk at least at different seasons in the year. Spring's beautiful when it's all bursting out. And I love autumn when the leaves are all dry. And uh, Tim obviously likes his woodland walks as well. So it was nice to get that uh, message as well. So thank you for that, Tim. And uh, it was great to spend some time with you at the weekend and get to know you in person. That is it, uh, pretty well, for the diary for today. Um, oh, here's somebody else that I met uh, at the weekend. Uh, Dr. Ewan Lawson. Uh, Ewan is the co-writer with Joanna Penn of The Healthy Writer. He's my guest on Monday. He's also the creator of The Healthy Bloke Action Plan. And it was really funny at the weekend, actually. You know, a couple of funny things happened when we were in the Travel Lodge. Is it the Travel Lodge? Travel in? I always get it mixed up. Anyhow, in the hotel. And... Um, on the Saturday morning, I'd come down to meet Sam Livy for my lift uh, over to the hotel, the, the proper hotel where the event was taking place. And John Cronshaw was doing exactly what I was about to do, which is to get a, a Snickers bar out the machine for his breakfast, because they don't serve breakfast at that, at that travel lodge. And, um, uh, and there's John. I know John. I've met John in person because um, he came to one of uh, an event, a uh, Borderlines event in Carlisle uh, two years ago. That's where we met. And um, so I recognised him straight away and say, hello, John. 
And then, but he'd just been listening to me on the podcast diary. And then there I am standing right next to him. So he had this kind of, you know, those double take moments uh, that you have. And then uh, the other moment was, I think this might've been on the Sunday. Uh, yeah, it was on the Sunday. I went outside because um, I was getting a second lift in from Sam in the morning uh, because we, we because we were involved in the organisation. We had to get up there early. And then who should I meet who's been out for a run? Only Dr. Ewan Lawson. And so... I hope he didn't mind, but of course he just, he's just finished a long run, so he was a bit hot and bothered. But I thought, well, this is the excellent opportunity to get a promotional photo, a selfie with him for the healthy writer and for our interview. So if you go onto Twitter, uh, he was—I thought he was looking very composed for somebody who just been for a long run. If I had just been for a long run, I'd have looked like I was about to have a heart attack. But he—he he looked very he- fit and healthy. So uh, you know, it, he does what it says on the cover of the book. But we've got a nice photo uh, there, and that's on Twitter. But he's going to be my guest on. Um, Monday. He'll be talking about collaborating with Joanna Penn on The Healthy Writer, but also what his personal uh, plans are and struggles are as an author, because, you know, clearly he also wants to write his own books. Very interested in, in crime and thrillers. So that is Dr. Ewan Lawson on episode number 102 of the Self Publishing Journeys podcast. And that's going to drop on Monday, the 12th of February, 2018. Hopefully, by the time I speak to you next week, I will have got my 5,000 words done on Saturday, tomorrow, and another 5,000 words done next Friday. Fingers crossed. I'm also, by the way, going to another conference in Peterborough on Wednesday, I think it is next week. Yeah, on Wednesday next week. Nothing to do with writing whatsoever, a completely different uh, conference. So I'm also squeezing in another conference this week. So <laughs> it's another packed, crazy week, everybody. Um, and uh, a lot of this is to do with the crypto podcast we're doing. And we've got our first guest on who, interestingly, on, on, this is on the crypto podcast, is interestingly written a book. Let me just lean over and get it. Sorry, I, I should have been more organized here. Hang on. It's in my top tray. Very interesting that this book, um, it's funny how these things come around. It's a crypto book. It's called Bitcoin, the Future of Money by Dominic Frisby. Uh, and he's got this book published through Unbound. Now, Unbound are like a kind of crowdsourcing, a bit like a crowdsourcing uh, book company. In that I think you kind of, if you get the support of enough people, they go ahead and work with you to, to produce the book. So it's funny how primarily I'm supposed to be talking to him about Bitcoin. And in actual fact, there is a little bit of a line there about how he got the book published. So I have to remember which podcast I'm presenting when we record that interview. So busy, busy week. Hopefully I'll get back to you with another 10,000 words written. I hope you have a fantastic week of writing too. And I'll be back next Saturday. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.